Welcome back to the Only Phil Fans podcast. My name is Trace, and I am one of three hosts of this podcast. You may know him as a stunt double for Stallone in Rocky Three, Brad from Let's Be Real with Brad, and the guy that gave the meaning of fright a new name, the director of the 1973 horror classic of The Exorcist. We have Jared from Jared Talk Cinema. We're also joined by our second guest on the podcast, the original Scream Queen herself from the 1978 classic Halloween, we have Maddie. Hey, everyone. Brad, Jared, where can everyone find you online? So you guys can find me at Let's Be Real Brad. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, he took the words right out of my mouth, same exact places. Uh, Maddie, are you, or do you have a YouTube channel? Are you online? You doing anything like that or no? <laughs> no, I'm just behind the scenes on Brad's channel. <laughs> You're behind the scenes? You're like a producer? <laughs> yeah, she, she edits some of my videos. Sometimes she edits them a little bit better than me. Really? Yeah, like uh, my Nighthouse review, she edited that. She did the thumbnail for it, so I just posted it. So I like obviously like go over it, make sure it's good, but... Pretty damn good, I have to say. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that one. <laughs> Does she love movies as much as you? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I've been dragging her to all these uh, free advanced screenings all the way up in Boston. So she's been she's been down about it. We've seen like, how many movies have we seen this year? I don't even know. So many. We actually watched a movie right before this. So we that's what we watch it. We do a movie every night. So. And they say the perfect couple doesn't exist. I know everyone everyone keeps telling us that I don't know she even has a lover box account so wow she's a keeper well, what I do yeah <laughs> go make one Jared neither have I yeah, yeah I know oh, I should make one it's so good it's like my favorite app you know what is my favorite is doing this podcast with you guys I really do enjoy it I look forward to it so much oh so awesome yeah no it's fun it's it's pretty fun talking about movies with like random strangers you know (laughs) (laughs) um jared do you want to run through the topics for today for us uh yeah so we're going to be talking about a horror movie that we feel deserves a sequel that never got one and we're also going to be talking about our top five summer blockbusters as well as some other quick fun questions in between maddie which question do you think we should lead off with um you should probably start with the horror sequels all right folks you heard it here we're going with what maddie wants (laughs) so do you want to start us off or do you want someone else to start off with their picks i would love to hear from someone else (laughs) (laughs) jared you go first okay so um i'm actually cheating a little bit with my pick because my pick actually has a couple of sequels but i'll explain my reasoning but i'm gonna go with cloverfield from 2008 so, uh, yeah, so Cloverfield has 10 Cloverfield Lane and the Cloverfield Paradox as sequels, but, like, they're not really sequels in the classical sense. Like, each one's, like, a different universe. And the third one kind of explained the first two, but it also kind of didn't explain. And so, like, the first movie is just really cool. Like, the whole idea of a monster destroying New York but with the found footage element is great. It's uh, probably the scariest monster movie ever made in terms of how, like, horrific it is and everything. It was just really, really well done, really freaky movie. And um, the ending of the movie, like, we don't really know if the thing was actually killed or not. So it kind of leaves it open-ended a little bit. And yeah, I would love to see, especially because we had that little tease in the third one, like, I would love to see 
that creature come back in another movie. And I would love to see a sequel to that original film. And supposedly they are doing that. And that's another reason I'm cheating right now, because supposedly a fourth movie that will be a true sequel to the first one is in the works, but it has not been confirmed yet. So hopefully I'll actually get my pick, like my wish, but for now it hasn't been confirmed. So yeah, my pick's got to be Cloverfield. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good pick too. Did you enjoy the other Cloverfield movies that came after it or no? Yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think, is the best one. That's actually one of my favorite movies. That'll probably be uh, one of my picks for later on down the road when it's my turn to pick one. Uh, Paradox was a massive letdown, but yeah, I love the first two. Nice. Maddie, have you seen those movies or no? I've actually only ever seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I think is awesome, but I didn't even know that there were any other movies in that series until like Brad said something to me about them. <laughs> When in doubt about a movie, go to Brad. Oh, exactly. <laughs> He's like Rain Man with movies. Yeah. Dude, I'm a little too crazy with it. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? You want me to go or one of you guys? I want you to go. You want me to go? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I also had to, I guess, kind of cheat because there are so many horror movies that I love and all the ones that I wanted to see a sequel to got sequels or anything like that so i did have to kind of bend the rules a little bit so there's two movies in this franchise and i'm asking for a third so a horror movie that i would like to see a sequel to or more of the franchise is from the happy death day series so to me that those first two movies are fun and you know the it's not so much a horror movie as it is like a horror comedy movie, but you know, it has horror elements in it, even though the second one kind of has like a little bit of sci-fi going on, but it sets up a third movie perfectly. And I know like a lot of people like may not enjoy those movies a lot. And maybe I just have like a special place in them. Cause it was something that me and an ex-girlfriend and I were able to really bond over. We really enjoyed seeing those movies together. So maybe that's why I have a little bit more of a soft spot for it. Uh, than most people but um, I also looked up the box office numbers the first one actually did a lot better than I remembered it made 125 million worldwide against a budget of 4.8 million dollars which is really good and then happy death day 2 it took a really big drop and I thought it was a worthy sequel even though it took a big drop it made 64.6 million dollars on a budget of 9 million and I did the math it did end up making money, but when a movie nearly drops half of what the first one made, even though it made its budget back, you, as a producer, you still have to question what went wrong or people not enjoying this franchise as much as we thought. And I bring up a third movie because in an interview with Slash Film, Jason Blum was talking about the possibility of a third movie. I'll go ahead and quote him right now. He said, I'm not giving up. That's like the next Purge movie. There's nothing official. I think Chris Landon, who was the director, is one of the most talented filmmakers we've ever worked with, we continue to work with, and I want to continue that franchise in some way. It's what happens when the box office really falls off on a second movie. It's much more challenging to keep going, but I'm going to try. I've got a couple more ideas up my sleeve. So while he does say a couple things that could spark some interest, as of right now, they're just ideas. Nothing's greenlit. So that's my pick. Cool. Did you end up seeing uh, Freaky? 
Badass. Yeah, I yeah, I ended up buying it too. I really did. I liked Freaky. I liked that a lot. Not as much as Happy Death Day, but it was an interesting concept. It was something different. Uh, like you know, kind of like the Freaky Friday, but with horror. And yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, because that's made by the same director, and apparently he's trying to connect both movies. So when they do a Happy Death Day three, they're gonna like Happy Death Day Friday or something like that. They're trying to combine the two of them. I'd be interested in that. That'd be a That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down for that. Um, okay, so my pick is actually going to be um, 2007s, even though it didn't release until 2009, and that is Trick or Treat. I think this might be one of the most underrated horror films of all time. Um, it's a movie that was supposed to be released in theaters, and it never did. And it actually is technically a direct-to-video movie released in 2009 because apparently they didn't Warner Brothers didn't really get the promotion down or there was something weird with the rights. I don't know what it was, but so a lot of people really don't know a lot about this movie. And I think it is probably one of the best Halloween movies of all time. I think it is right up there with the 1978 Halloween film in terms of watching a particular movie during Halloween. Because I feel like it is so creative. It is so interesting. It's like an anthology film, but it all kind of ties in together. And apparently they've been trying to make a sequel for a long time, director Michael Dautry. But they haven't. And I guess he's still working on trying to make one. And I feel like that is a series I would love to see sequels for. Because if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what they could do with it. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, I want to see it again because I've only seen it the one time. But yeah, I agree with everything you said. Like, would you want the sequel to cover like a different holiday or would you want it to still be like Halloween? I don't know. Because now that you said that, now I'm like kind of reconsidering. I mean, maybe you could do like a like a Black Christmas kind of thing where it's all like horror during the Christmas time. I feel like that would be like really interesting because we haven't really gotten like a Christmas horror anthology film. Like we've obviously got Christmas horror films, but Nothing like that. But I really think there's so many different things they could do in a sequel. As long as they bring back Little Sam, I'm okay. I've actually never seen uh, Trick or Treat before. Whenever I go to Halloween Horror Nights, they they usually always have, like, in, like, the scare zones or something, like, someone dressed up as that kid Sam, I guess. And I'm part of a couple, like, horror groups, like, online uh, of, like, people that like horror movies and Trick or Treat always gets brought up, but it's just one that I've never seen before. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I watched it for the, we we watched it for the first time last year. I was p- kind of shocked actually of how good it was because my buddy Devin has always hyped this movie up, and uh, I, I really loved it. And the music is like a must play during Halloween season. I was blown away. The music is phenomenal. All right, so. Maddie, would you like to go next? I guess so. Um, My pick is Ready or Not. It's a newer movie, but it's just a lot different than like other movies we've gotten right now. And I love the comedy horror genre. Um, And like Samara Weaving is like an amazing final girl and all the visual effects are amazing. And they they definitely could do so much with um, the story, you know? Yeah. I agree with you because I feel like in that movie, there's a like there's so much more opportunity to explore because they kind of leave it very subtle. There yeah. was other games to choose from too. Yeah, it wasn't 
It that. wasn't just hide and seek. I remember um, they had different games to pick from. But yeah, and Samara Weaving is also beautiful too. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say the that. The requirements. Yeah, um, I actually forgot about that. I own that movie too, which is sad because I forgot about it. That's a really good pick, Maddie. I like that. Mm. Um, have you seen, since you like horror comedies, have you seen like Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland, um, Happy Death Day? Have you seen stuff like that? I've seen Zombieland and Happy Death Day. Brad introduced me to, which was amazing. I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead yet, but Brad talks about it all the time. Like he's mentioned it probably like at least three times recently. <laughs> yeah. So when uh, Last Night Soho comes out, we'll probably go through the Edgar Wright movies. I have the Carnetto trilogy on 4K. Um, you can kind of just watch it whenever you want. It's it's better during Halloween because you know it's zombies, but like it is ridiculously funny. It's really funny. It might yeah. be one of the funniest movies ever, in my opinion. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is like an instant classic. It's oh a, yeah, one hundred percent. We all have a friend who's definitely a Ned. <laughs> <laughs> You've got red on you. <laughs> I was thinking you personally, Trace. For what? For Ed? Ed. I'm the Ed of the group. I think so. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> who's Sean? Like hero. Who is Sean? Brad. Okay, so who are you? Uh, I wasn't there. I live here in America, so I skipped the whole thing. I skipped it. <laughs> you could be um, the girl that gets killed with the albums. How about that? Oh, you can't spoil the movie. That's not a spoiler. It's in the middle of the movie. She hasn't seen it. And there's so many zombie kills to begin with. Uh, yeah, oh, but, yeah. That's, but that scene is, like, amazing, though. Okay, I won't say any more. No more. <laughs> okay, uh, Jared, you want to lead us into our horror side question? Uh, I got to refresh my memory. I already forgot what it was. Oh, shame on you. Okay. I'll I remember. <laughs> J- J- uh, Brad, since you remembered, do you want to say it? Yeah. So one of the questions that I thought was really interesting that we're going to talk about is something that I think a lot of people may have thought about at one point, but when you actually think about it, it's pretty difficult. And it's a two-parter. It's what is the one ki- killer that you want to get least get killed by and what is the one killer that you wouldn't want to be killed by um i don't really want to go first i would like to hear everybody else's thoughts because i have a couple in mind already i haven't really decided before we started well i think i lost the right by forgetting the question so i can't take it all right i'll take it so the killer i would least want to be killed by i absolutely would not want to be trapped and killed by Jigsaw. Like, that is my worst nightmare, is, like, if Jason's coming after me, he's got a machete, fine, cut my head off. It's done in two seconds. Freddy Krueger's coming after me, all right, fine, I'm going to have a bad dream and get killed, but it probably won't last too long. I do not want to get in a trap, waking up in pain, not even knowing where I am. Like, that's, no. But on the flip side, a killer that I would want to be killed by if I had the option, I went with George Romero's zombies from Night of the Living Dead. And the reason I picked them is because I think I would have at least a fighting chance because in the, in the original Night of the Living Dead, those zombies are very slow. So I think I could maybe have a chance. 
<laughs> I can tell. I can... <laughs> yeah, bro, if they caught you, that would be really painful. But I at least have a chance. I have a fighting chance. Uh, have you seen the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? Uh, like <sighs> twice. Because there's that whole scene in there where he goes, the brain lasts for seven minutes or something, and we have six more minutes to play. So it would at least be six minutes if it was that version of Freddy. All right. Well, wait, no, I didn't pick Freddy. I picked zombies. Well, you said Freddy will be quick. Yeah, if I'm dreaming and he's in my dream and he slices my head off, it will be quick. Everyone thinks that Freddy does that. I don't remember him ever cutting off someone's head. Well, I'll be the first. <laughs> no. All right, that'll, that'll be your legacy. I guess it's an okay legacy to have. But zombies. I want to be killed by zombies. Maybe I'll become I'll become one and I'll make you a zombie. You're definitely Ed, yo. You're definitely <laughs> Ed. <laughs> it is a spoiler. I'm sorry, by the way. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of characters in that movie. All right. Shouldn't even brought the movie at this point. Shouldn't even brought it up. All right, right. Brad, what do you think? All right, so I'm going to do the killer that I wouldn't want to be killed by. And I'm actually going Freddy Krueger here. Um, He's definitely my favorite. But you would think like, oh, he's my favorite. I wouldn't want, you know, the easy one to kill by. The thing is, like, Freddy likes torturing people. And because he talks to you, like, I had someone like Jason where it's just like, yeah, he's scary. And, like, he doesn't talk. But, like, Freddy is just so menacing. And he just messes around with you. And you don't even know what's a dream or what's not a dream. And the characters in those movies are just truly just petrified. And they just, you can't escape him. Really, like, you can fight him off. But it's very hard to fight him off. And I took the question more as, like, if I had no shot of living at all. And how would my death would be? I think Freddy's would be worse. At least like in Saw, I feel like I could somewhat have a chance. Maybe. It'd still be horrible. I almost picked Jigsaw. But my least one, I feel like this is an easy answer. And that's going to be Slenderman. Because that movie is so awful. And I feel like Slenderman didn't do anything in that movie. And he didn't really seem all that bad. It seemed like he just kind of possessed people or i don't really know what he did but if i get killed by slender man I, I don't know i think it wouldn't be too bad so you would pick slender man to kill you if you had a lineup of okay i'm going to die who of these monsters are going to kill me yeah i almost picked um gizmo from the gremlins but i feel like it would be really horrific <laughs> yeah probably Gizmo doesn't kill anybody yeah gizmo's the good one. yeah gizmo's the nice cute one yeah Oh yeah, that's right. I'm talking about. Uh, I, I don't like a regular think. gremlin. Or are you just talking just about a regular like, gremlin? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you brought up Freddy Krueger because you love movies, doesn't in one of the movies doesn't he like come out of the TV and says like "prime time bitch" or something like that? That's how you <laughs> yes. would die. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that was a pretty boy. cool way to go. Yeah. That is the one of the most like underrated horror films ever. I think that movie is so good. Yeah, which which one did he do that? What, he did that in the third one. Number three? Okay, that's what yeah. I thought, but I wasn't 100% sure. Let's go next. Maddie, Jared. Maddie, why don't you go? Maddie's the guest. She can go. Uh, so, I the person or monster I would want to be killed by would be the thing. Because you wouldn't see it coming. Because it just looks like a regular person. And then I feel like they kind of just get killed instantly. And then the uh, who I wouldn't want to be killed by, Trace, I'm also going to go with Saw. 
Um, but I wouldn't want to be killed by any of Jigsaw's apprentices like Detective Hoffman or Amanda because they don't follow Jigsaw's rules. So none of their traps you can get out of. So you would think you can get out of it because they explain it and you're so hopeful and then you can't get out of it and you just die. So you want the OGs. Yes, because <laughs> at least he like makes it beatable. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it gives you a chance. Percent survival rate, yeah. <laughs> I can I can see Maddie like uh, out uh, at uh, I just I don't I think I had a stroke. I can see Maddie at Outpost Thirty One with like Brad and being like, "Oh, that's a cute dog. Let's go pet it." And then it just fucking like kills her. So <laughs> <laughs> the big mask. <laughs> uh, the thing has some very brutal kills in that movie. Like the one dude gets eaten. The other dude had like fingers shoved into his face. Like that I think would be extraordinarily painful. I like her creativity though. Yeah. I mean, at least it would be an interesting death. And I feel like I would probably die of shock before anything <laughs> else. <laughs> the one who had his arms bit off. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a bold choice then. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Jared? All right. So this one, I mean, I didn't think about it too hard. I'll be honest. I kind of went through the big ones. But uh, the one I would not want to be killed by has to be Leatherface. Because first off, that's just such a scary situation to be in because he would make you have dinner first with this psycho family <laughs> clan, which would be terrifying. And then just a chainsaw. Like, that is just horrific. Like, a chainsaw. Like, sure, I guess it would be kind of fast, but that would just be so scary while it happens. Also very painful. And he, he might even just impale you on something, which would also really suck. So, more so the situation. But, yeah, Leatherface definitely no bueno for me. And then for the ones that I would want to be killed by uh honestly i had to say michael from halloween just because he's so simple about it he just like stabs you or something okay what do you do quick stab you're dead and okay whatever kind of boring but probably as less painful as you can get compared to some other ones yeah i have to i have to agree with you i almost picked michael because we're actually going for the halloween series right now because we haven't actually watched all like the sequels for the most part and yeah, I can I can definitely say that. I mean, there are some really brutal kills, um, especially in the later ones. But if you're just gonna get stabbed, I mean, you do gotta have to bleed out a little bit. Like I don't know. At least in the thing, sometimes it just kind of mind controls you. Like that's why I almost picked Alien. But then I don't really want a chest burst part. I don't really want that. That sounds really painful. Yeah, let me clarify the original Michael Myers, not the Rob Zombie one. Oh, okay. You know, that one guy died hella fast. Like, he just got, like, impaled really quick, and then he was gone. Like, it was so <laughs> fast. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on, we have a lighter topic for our second topic of today. Our second topic is uh, – what is the second topic? Oh, our top five blockbusters of all time. And I'm not going to lie, I had a hard time with this one for two reasons. One, I was looking through the list of movies that have come out every summer going back to like the 70s. And I didn't realize movies I love came out in the summer. So that made it difficult. But then my second thing was, even though some of the movies I really, really love came out in the summer, they weren't necessarily blockbusters. So I had to keep that in mind and be like, oh, this is maybe a favorite, but this isn't a blockbuster. So I had to keep having that mindset and I had to cross a bunch of things off um, to make sure that, no, what I picked is a blockbuster. But 
I did have a couple honorable mentions just because of how hard this list was. I started sweating and I even had to uh, message you guys in the discord and let you guys know how difficult it was. Um, for a couple honorable mentions, I had Jurassic Park, Terminator 2, and Pirates of the Caribbean. So, but do you guys want to just like each of us read down our top five or do you want to go one by one? What do you guys want to do? Let's, uh, let's do top five. So just say all five at once? Yeah. Okay. Well, for my number five, I have Guardians of the Galaxy. It came out July 30th, 2014, and the worldwide total of that was 772 million and eight. So 772 million in short. My number four came out on June 7th, 1985, by the title of Goonies. It had a gross of 124 million, which I almost had to take it off, but then I read it grossed 63.9 million in the US and Canada, placing it among the top 10 highest grossing films of 1985 and 60 million overseas for a worldwide gross of 124 million. So when I read that, I figured, okay, 124 million in the 80s is different than it is here or in today's time. And it literally said it placed it in the top 10 highest grossing films of that year. So I thought it was okay to include it. My number three is Raiders of the Lost Ark came out June 12th, 1981 and had a total gross of $389 million. My number two is Back to the Future, which came out July 3rd, 1985 with $388 million worldwide, worldwide gross which when I saw that, I thought it was crazy because within a one-month period, that audience got Goonies and Back to the Future. So I thought that was pretty crazy. But my number one, I'm not sure if I'm going to be alone here, but my number one, when I think of this movie, Summer just oozes out of the poster. I instantly think of Summer and it instantly gives me chills and fright. June 18th, 1975, Jaws had a worldwide gross of $470 million, which is astonishing for a movie in the 70s. Sweet. That's a pretty, uh, pretty awesome list. Um, so the way I went about this list, um, I did just try to pick movies that, like, obviously is ones that I love, but I feel like if I just picked the ones that I knew of and picked, this list would have been way too easy for me. So I decided to kind of change it up a little bit so i'm gonna go with number five and i'm gonna start with toy story three as we all know i'm a massive toy story fan i absolutely love it this originally wasn't gonna be on the list but and it's not even my favorite toy story movie but i think it is such a phenomenal film i remember seeing this in the theater when it came out and i love it every single time and i do think it's right up there with the other ones um my next one for number four I'm going to be picking Spider-Man 2. That is also one of my other favorite movies of all time. I can quote that entire movie like every single time. I've seen it countless times. I think it is one of the best Spider-Man movies. And I I just, I have to watch it again because I've seen it so many times. Um, and then number three is Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. I really think this might be the best Star Wars movie of all time. I think that 
to be able to switch its tone to be much darker, to be able to expand the characters a lot more, and just to be the most interesting Star Wars film that we've probably ever had, at least in my opinion, is really well. All these movies are big, massive hits. Number two is The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was one that wasn't necessarily going to make my list, but lately I've been thinking about what are my favorite movies of all time? Because I made a video a while back, but I'm closing in on watching 2,000 movies total, and I feel like I need to rework this list a little bit, and I think The Dark Knight might actually make my top 10 favorite of all time. I've seen it every single time, and I get the same exact feeling, and the fact that this movie feels so massive in size, but it feels so grounded because of its story, and it still has amazing special effects, it's still a massive blockbuster. It's still made over a billion dollars. But I don't know. Sometimes you just you don't think of it as that way because you you have to like really appreciate the special effects and you know and the great acting and just being a masterpiece. And number one should be really obvious. It's Terminator Two: Judgment Day. It just has to be. It, it just has to be. I love Terminator Two so much. I try to watch it as many times as I can. That is probably one of the best, maybe the best action movie of all time. I love the characters. I love the acting. The special effects were groundbreaking. And I just, I, I, there's no other movie that really does it for me except for Terminator 2. Wow. Astonishing list there. So I know that I said that, like when I said that, it sounded like super like monotone, but it, it wasn't. I, I'm being genuine. <laughs> um, so Spider-Man 2, I almost... Like I, I wrote down like nine films and I had to cross some out. So Spider-Man 2 did get crossed out, but it made it on that initial list. And because that is my favorite out of the Raimi trilogy. I think it is for a lot of people. Um, you know, obviously number three is never in that discussion, but it's always one or two. And yeah, so that one almost made it on the list, and then it almost made it on my honorable mention list. Cool. Jared, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So um, I did my list more so based on milestones because there's so many choices. So number five has to be Jaws, as is the original summer blockbuster. Like none of these other movies would exist without Jaws. Um, number four, I'm going with the original Star Wars because like Jaws created the blockbuster. I feel Star Wars really perfected it. And then uh, number three was uh, The Dark Knight. Like you were just saying, Brad, it's uh, such an awesome movie. Just the action's incredible. The acting is great. Heath Ledger's probably like top 10 acting performances of all time. But it's also smart. It's not some stupid movie. Like it actually has really deep themes and a lot of emotion and whatnot. So that one's a great uh, number two, Jurassic Park, because that's just a personal favorite of mine ever since I was a kid. Um, also kind of did some revolutionary stuff there, too, with the CGI and all that. It was like one of the highest grossing movies of all time when it came out. And then number one has to be Avengers Endgame, which is to this day the best theater experience I've ever had, hands down. The accumulation of like over 10 years of stuff and almost 20 movies and just how excited the crowd was and how huge that movie was becoming the highest grossing movie ever at the time. Just Absolutely incredible in every way. So that's got to be my number one. That's pretty killer list. All those movies are fantastic. Uh, Maddie, you different Star Wars ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go. None of mine are ranked because they're just all movies I've seen so many times. A lot of them since I was kids, and I just, I don't know. I love them all. I can't rank them. 
So I have Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Shrek, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Men in Black, and Ghostbusters, the original. <laughs> I don't think you had to clarify that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters, that's a good one. Are you excited for the third one coming up? Uh, yes, I'm incredibly excited. It's definitely going to be better than that last one that came out. The last one that came out wasn't like, I, I mean, it was bad, but I don't think it, it was as bad as most people think. I think that it was like the cool thing to hate on it when it came out. But yeah, I'm definitely super excited for this third one too. Yeah, when we went to um, the Wax Museum in New York this past weekend, they had a Ghostbusters exhibit, but it was like the 2016 Ghostbusters. And so we were like so disappointed. And we're just like, oh, none of these characters really matter. Like, yeah, it was cool to see the Ghostbusters stuff and like the music and there's some creepy things. But then it'd be like the wax figures of like the new characters. And I'm like, what is this? Like, who wanted this? I don't know. That was the only disappointing thing. <laughs> There's probably been a lot of disappointed people that have come to that museum. <laughs> it's probably the biggest complaint they get. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> well, we do have another side question that takes place for our top five that we all just picked. I would really like Maddie to go on this one uh, to go first. The For a refresher, the question is, if you could go back in time. Oh, wait, is that the question? Yeah. Yeah, if you could go back in time and watch any of your top five movies that you picked for the first time with the first audience, which one would it be and why? I think I would actually go with Shrek just because it was such like an underdog movie and everybody going to see it probably like wasn't expecting very much. And then like after watching it, you just like realize how amazing it is, especially if you're watching it like as an adult and you just get so much more out of it than when you're a kid yeah i agree with that and i also think that, like that's actually pretty interesting because like i'm pretty sure all of us kind of grew up watching shrek but i think i would like to see it as an adult i think i would like to go back and be an adult in 2001 and actually watch it because i feel like some of those like movies like pixar movies i have so much nostalgia for and that they're obviously great movies but sometimes it's hard to kind of like pick them apart a little bit for criticisms you, you kind of get blinded by it a little bit um especially childhood favorites that's a pretty good one um yeah, i like that choice um so what i'm going to pick is actually not terminator 2 and it's actually going to be toy story 3 and the reason why is because toy story is my favorite franchise of all time but Toy Story 3 was such a phenomenal film, and I felt like it did every single thing right. And I just love that movie so much. And obviously, we all know about the ending. Not going to get too much into it. But every single time I watch it, I get upset. I cry. I bawl my eyes out every single time, no matter how hard I try. And if I could just relive that moment again, and maybe like being an adult mindset, Cause I had watched the first two so many times. And like, as a kid, I would always like go on like Google, like on my like home computer and look up when's toy story three coming out and see like fake, like fan made posters for it. And then when it finally came out, I thought it was absolutely perfect. And I still think it's just as good now. And I think I'd pick that one. I really thought you were going to go with Spider-Man two. I, yeah, I was going to go with Spider-Man two here or even like Terminator two. But 
I don't know. I think Toy Story got a certain emotion out of me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Interesting. Jared, what about you? Uh, I've actually only seen one of those in theaters, sadly, because most of them are kind of before my time. But uh, I'll go with the OG Jaws because it was the OG. You know, just going there, experiencing that piece of history for the very first time. Like I said, first time something like that ever happened. So even just waiting out there on the line, that would actually be kind of cool nowadays, you know, because it's the original line, you know. So just going in there, seeing that theater, the crowd would be all excited and everything. Yeah, I think it would be a really cool experience getting to see the OG summer blockbuster in theaters. It'd make you afraid of going to the beach because if you watched in 1975, everyone was afraid. Florida, too. That'd be a huge issue for me. Yeah, see, exactly. People <laughs> are still afraid. And I'll get into why I say that just you know, right now because I also have to agree with Jared. I would absolutely want to go back and watch Jaws for the very first time with the very first screening. So me and Jared can sit next to, uh, to each other and we can share popcorn. The movie was made in the 70s and it still is able to terrify new audiences to this day. My father said that when he went to see Jaws for the first time that he could remember that there was lines wrapped around the movie theater of people just trying to get in and see the movie. And he said that before Jaws, he'd never seen something like that before. It just kind of like swept the nation. And my dad, he's going to kill me because he listens to this. But he, to this day, doesn't like the ocean. And he can say up and down that it's not because of Jaws, but I know it's because of Jaws. That movie terrified him. Even though he loves the movie and he's seen it a million times, it strikes fear in people. And so, yeah, I'd want to go back and see Jaws for the first time. Yeah, that's where, uh, that's where the term blockbuster came from because people like basically broke the block because the line was so long. I was... that It's just crazy. I think that we all just need to like, like honor Steven Spielberg because even for my list, not even all the other ones that I didn't include, Jaws, directed by Steven Spielberg, Back to the Future, produced by Steven Spielberg, Raiders of the Lost Ark, directed by Steven Spielberg, Goonies, uh, produced by Steven Spielberg, Guardians of the Galaxy, no... Terminator was an honorable mention. We all know, or not Terminator. Jurassic Park was an honorable mention. He directed that. Like Steven Spielberg is not only the greatest director of all time, but he needs to be the most thanked director of all time. He's basically a god. Yeah, he is the king of summer, I think. Like, he's he the king of us, movies. He's the king of movies. <laughs> I get that to Kubrick, but uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Just I was just like so stunned with my list i'm like damn i'm i'm picking all spielberg type movies and i felt bad but like at the same time like i don't want to sit here and lie to you guys like these are truly the five that i would pick Actually, I put, uh, sorry go ahead bud oh uh, i was gonna say um if we're not even going with my list in general if we're going the movies in general i'd actually go with 2001 a space odyssey because like I feel like the first time I watched it, like I like hated it, and then the second time I watched it was an IMAX screening, and I was absolutely floored. Everything just fit right, and I would have loved to see that one seventy millimeter film with an audience that probably had no idea and actually thought that Kubrick was on the moon. Like I don't know, I think I would have to go up to about one space odyssey because I feel like I think I'd get it, and I feel like I'd be one of the people like defending it, and then seeing over time that people love it and people were kind of mixed on it when it came out. It's just a visceral experience and seeing it on film would be a whole different ball game. You and Maddie, uh, sorry, 
Go ahead, Jared. I was just gonna say I um I talked shit about that movie in that interview I did with Trace a couple weeks ago. I have to give it a second chance, but yeah, that did not do it for me the first time I saw it. Yeah, I know you did because I watched it. I was like, (laughs) 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 let me just go in the comment section real quick. (laughs) Um, Jared or not Jared, uh, uh, Brad. Sorry, I I can I'm having like little strokes tonight. I don't know why. I see the resemblance. What'd you say? I see the resemblance. Oh, you see it, Brad. You and Maddie went to New York like this past weekend, right? You yep. told me that you were going to go to a 2001 Space Odyssey museum, something like that. Did you end up? Yeah, there? yeah. So I didn't. I took a lot of pictures. I didn't end up like recording everything. There was a lot of people. It was a lot of security there. I didn't really know the rules with that, um, but it was absolutely fantastic. They had a Jim Henson um, little exhibit in there, but 2001 was the one that I was absolutely blown away by. I thought it was just so mind blowing, like. Uh, I did make Maddie watch it like last year. Well, she agreed to it because it's a challenging movie. So she knew exactly what the movie was about and seeing everything was definitely awesome. Considering 2001 is my personal best movie of all time. That's just for me. It, it was, it was very cool. It was uh very awesome. I was able to appreciate it even just a little bit more. Very cool. Um, Maddie, I feel like I want to get, I want to get to know you just like a little bit more. So a couple of weeks ago on like our, I think it was our first podcast. So like five weeks ago, cause we're on episode five right now, we talked about our most anticipated movies and I just, I'm just curious, like what is your most anticipated movie for like the rest of the year? Um, I think one of them would have to be last night in Soho because I, like, I don't know. I haven't watched the trailer. And when you guys talked about it a little bit on your first episode, I like skipped through it because I don't even want to know what it's about. But I love Anya Taylor-Joy. And it just like, I saw the poster and the poster is creepy. I'm just like, I'm totally into it. Whatever it's about. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other movies that you're really anticipated for? Um, I'm excited for Dune. It looks really, really cool. Um, I'm also excited for Ghostbusters, but I feel like that's going to get pushed. Yeah, I, I think that might also get pushed. I don't know. We did get a new trailer for it like a couple weeks ago, so maybe not, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm scared if Bond moves again. I'm really scared about that. That's going to. Oh, really God, happen. don't even say that. I'll Dude, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think they're going to move anything else. I, I think I think we're fine. You think we're good? I think we're good. Florida is definitely good, the very latest. I'll tell you that. Like, nothing's yeah. happening here. So, so yeah. if anything, Florida can see Bond and Brad and uh, where are you at, Massachusetts? Yeah. Yeah, you may, you might just have to skip it. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. It comes out in October, so Brad can fly down and he can watch oh, it with us. Yeah, dude. Seriously, I want you to seriously consider, like, coming down for Halloween Horror Nights. Um, I, I mean... Obviously, you got to talk to Maddie about it and you got to talk to work, but I think you should seriously do it. I think. Yeah, cool. I just I just started my new job, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, one step at a time. I think it'd be fun, though. That would be very fun. So, uh, Brad, what do you got uh, to recommend for us this week? Because we had Can't Comedy last time, right? Which I did watch. Really good movie. 
Yo. So what's your what's your choice for this week? Um, I'd say my pick is going to be a funny one, and it's going to make Maddie laugh. It's going to be the last temptation of Christ because uh, I didn't tell her what the pick was. So we've had this inside joke this entire time. She's like, just go watch that movie because apparently I just keep mentioning it. And and uh, she kept saying the passion of the Christ. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, you have it in your collection. I'm like, no, I don't. And it's the last temptation of Christ. And we just kept joking about it so much this past week. So that is going to be my pick. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. And it's basically a retelling of the Jesus story. It's actually based on a novel. Um, they changed a lot of the story. And it was very controversial at the time because it came out in the 80s. And obviously, you know, the Christianity religion was obviously very big at that point, especially in America. So that was kind of like under heat, you know, because of the religious story, you know, of Jesus Christ. And so I'm very curious to check this movie out because I have a very big religious background. Um, so I know quite a bit about that and the gospels and all that. So I'm actually really more into it. Um, just trying to see a different interpretation of the film. But talking about last week's with Watchmen, um, I ended up not seeing it. And the only reason why is because on HBO Max, it is the theatrical version. And I actually looked it up and apparently the, the, there's three versions. There's the theatrical, there's a director's cut, and there's the ultimate cut. And apparently the director's cut is like the true version that Zack Snyder has publicly stated. That is the true version of the film. The ultimate cut is like much longer and it has like these two animated films with like in the movie itself, which is quite odd. I don't, I don't know anything about that, but apparently you can't just rent the director's cut. Like it's only the ultimate cut or you can watch it the actual HBO max. So I actually ordered it last week. The director's cut was like $7.99 on Best Buy and it took like a week to get here and it's a pretty long movie. So I actually did not end up watching it. But because I wanted to watch the exact version, Zach, the exact version of Zack Snyder, what really wanted. So the exact version. Yeah. I've only seen the theatrical cut personally. But yeah, I, mean, I think I, that one's fine if you don't have the time to watch the other one. That's true. I, I try to like if it's already been years past, I do try to watch like the version that they want, like especially Apocalypse Now that has like three different versions or like Blade Runner. Because then, like, you can actually see that version for the first time and actually make your own opinion on it. Because I think there's a lot of movies where you watch it and then you try to watch a new version of it. It's not as good. Like, like the um, the new Godfather 3 recut. I don't really know what changed or anything. So I'm just going to walk in and watch that movie because I actually haven't seen Godfather Part 3. I've only seen the first two. So it's called The the, um, the Death of Michael Corleone or something like that. I think that's what, that's what the, the new title is called. Um, but I've heard a lot of people really like this version of Watchmen, the director's cut. And I've heard they add a little bit more to it that works better, but we'll see. So I did not see Watchmen either. <laughs> this last week, I have been binge watching. I've already seen it, but I'm the type of person that like when I get something on my mind, I, it's just on my mind. And it's very hard for me to get off of it. And... I've been rewatching what we do in the shadows. So like all of my free time has been going towards rewatching that. And I, I feel really, really bad, but I do have Watchmen on my queue and I have three episodes left of season two of what we do in the shadows. 
So next week, if you ask me, did I watch Watchmen? I will say yes. Yeah, it's a long movie. I don't blame you guys for not having the time to see it right now. Yeah, we're probably going to watch it Friday or something um, because uh, I got a couple movies I got to review and um, like the protege reminisce and all that stuff. So Friday night seems like a pretty good spot, um, especially because it came in today. And I'd rather watch that version so I feel like I can get what Zack Snyder really wanted to go for. Try to respect the filmmaker as much as possible, even though it is like three hours. Um, this is my first time watching it, so I'm much more curious about it. I kind of know some of the characters already, but. Well, about your uh, movie pick, Brad, because I, I told you I'm going through uh, the filmographies of actually Scorsese, Scott and Anderson. I'm doing all three right now. And I just became aware of that movie just like a week ago in preparation for watching his movies. And I got to say, it's the one that I'm the least excited to watch because of how long it is. And I do not have a religious background like you do, so I don't really have a lot of interest. But I'll watch it because I have to because it's part of his filmography. But, I mean, hey, if you're recommending it, that makes me feel a little better about it. Yeah, I'm. it's funny that you say that because I'm actually going through other Ridley Scott. I, I have one more Wes Anderson to do, which is Life Aquatic. I know Maddie, we've been watching a lot of them. She's got a little bit more to watch. Um, I'm going through Scorsese next year, and we actually watched uh, Thelma and Louise for the first time before this because we're going through Ridley Scott. Um, that is a phenomenal film. Um, mm. I don't know if you've got that one yet, but yep, sure. yeah, we watched it for the first time before the podcast and pretty awesome movie. I have to say, I really loved it quite hard. Um, but last temptation of Christ, I'm curious of what you're going to think about it. I haven't seen it. So who knows? Did, um, I actually got the criterion for it. So it's a lot of like special features. So I might add a little bit to the conversation. Are you able to tell me like, like a 30 second rundown of like what it's about. Cause I've never even heard of the movie. So I don't know too much about it, but what I know is what kind of like most people at least did at the time is, is basically like the story of Jesus Christ of like, you know, save the world and, you know, died on the cross, like things that like, you know, if you ever talk to like a Christian, like that's the story that they'll tell you. But with this movie, it's actually based on a novel, basically being like, what if Jesus like sinned or like wasn't perfect or wasn't actually the Messiah? Because like in the Bible, they killed him because they didn't believe he was the Messiah because he's not on a, you know, a white horse and like not coming in with all these praises. And he was just some regular guy on like a mule. So they end up like changing the story a little bit. And a lot of people really were not about it. I know a lot of like film critics really liked it, but there was a lot of controversy with, with this movie even though it's based on a novel. Um, and that's really interesting to me because everyone's like, well, Jesus is perfect. But it's like, well, what if he wasn't? And what if he like sinned and like had a relationship with somebody, but it's done in a really good way kind of deal. So that's all I know about it. I don't know. that Because it says last temptation of Christ. Because like in the Bible, like Jesus was like tempted, you know, mm -hmm. to sin. But like, what if he like actually did sin? So I, I think that's what the movie's about. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting concept. And the fact that it came from, you said, Martin Scorsese, um, that's definitely like very different from the movies I typically think of him when I think of his name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, William Willem Dafoe is in the main role. So I think you'll be a little bit more interested in that. Very um, cool. Uh, Tommy Gunn. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this was our episode five of the only films podcast i appreciate you guys appreciate all of you guys who have made it all the way this far to the end of our podcast i hope that you really enjoyed so this is brad from let's be real with brad and you can find me all on the cross the social media platform and don't forget to subscribe to the channel my name is trace i'm with the youtube channel pierce productions and you can also find me on facebook under the same name pierce productions I'm Jared from Jared Talk Cinema. Facebook and Instagram is also Jared Talk Cinema. Twitter, uh, it's one little too long for a Twitter handle. So for right now, I'm at Hot Sauce Hour Ago, which is a line from Tenet. And our guest. Yep. <laughs> and I'm Maddie behind the scenes on Let's Be Real with Brad. <laughs> and my girlfriend. I, I would hope still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that she said behind the scenes. <laughs> No, she really is behind the scenes. Like last night I recorded my video from the night house and she like edited it while I was at work today. And she was like sending me things like, Hey, like it's a little long. You need me to trim this down. Like, Oh, like, how do you like this thumbnail? Like really was like the editor of it. Um, she's been editing my past couple videos. Um, she does she and she's always like, Hey, I think you missed something with this. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Shit. I have, okay. okay. I have an idea. Maddie, let's do your outro one more time. But this time, I would like you to say the producer for the channel, Let's Be Real with Brad. Because that's, that's, let's just call it what it is. That's what you are. You're the producer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm Maddie, producer of Let's Be Real with Brad and Brad's girlfriend. Oh, sweet. Oh, I love it. I just said that. I was getting nervous. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> well, the Only Film Fans podcast comes out every single sunday on all podcast platforms and this week we will not have a video version on youtube it will be an audio version but we still hope you enjoy until next time take care